Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thank you for joining me today. This is the season of Advent, and every Sunday night I am going live on YouTube and on our public Facebook page, and I'm reading the Sunday's entry from my book, Hope for the Future, An Advent Journey for Bereaved Parents. Now, I was going to just take that, what I read, and kind of plop it in here, but our Wi-Fi kept going in and out, and so I'm re-recording it here for all of our listeners to be able to hear this. Now, this is done with an Advent wreath. I do it that way. And so you're going to hear me light the candle as we go along and talk about the candle and what it means. But let's go ahead and get started. We are going to be talking about waiting with hope. So what exactly is Advent? The word itself means a season of waiting. More specifically, it is waiting for Jesus to come. Many people will do something to acknowledge Advent during the end of the year as a season of waiting for Christmas when we celebrate the birth of our Savior. As bereavers, we are also waiting for Jesus. We are waiting for him to take away our intense, suffocating pain. We're waiting for him to explain himself, to tell us why he allowed such a horrible thing in our lives. We're waiting for him to reunite us with our children. And that brings me to the word we will be talking about this first week of Advent. We can wait with hope. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. The Word of God doesn't tell us not to grieve. Aren't you glad about that? God just doesn't want us to grieve without hope. The way we use hope is not the way the Bible uses the word hope. We use it like, I hope it won't rain tomorrow. We use the word hope more like a wish we want to come true. I hope I get a new computer for Christmas or iPad or whatever. God uses hope in a different way. When he is involved, it is a seed we plant that leads to faith. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that faith is the evidence or assurance of things we hope for. This kind of hope is like a woman who's been given an engagement ring. She has a secure hope that she will be getting married. Now, faith is more like when she's getting dressed to walk down the aisle. It's the evidence or the assurance of what she has hoped for since she got the engagement ring. The engagement ring is a secure hope, right? But now she's getting dressed to walk down the aisle, which is faith, the evidence of things still not quite yet seen. She's not quite married yet, but she's like right there, right? She can see it happening. It's going to happen. She knows it's going to happen because the evidence is all around her. We can grieve with hope, with a secure belief that God has a plan, and that plan is to reunite us with our children, never to be separated again. This world is not our home. 
we're just passing through. And for some reason, my daughter and your daughter or son passed through sooner than we as their parents did. Everything in us screams, that isn't right. And God knows that's how we feel, which is why we can grieve with the hope that someday it will be made right when we join our child and the suffering we faced in this sinful, crappy world will be forever behind us. For those who might have a fear that their child wasn't saved, allow me to quote from my book, When Tragedy Strikes. God's love for your child supersedes your love for him or her. Each one of us is created with his desire to have an intimate relationship with us, not just here on earth, but for all of eternity. I believe God is big enough to have made every opportunity possible for your child to accept him before leaving this earth. This could easily have happened during a time you know nothing about, including crying out to him at the moment of their death. So, give that fear to God, trusting that He took care of it. Not having the information you want to have does not mean it didn't happen at some point in their lives. I hope that gives peace to many of you as we start this four-week journey together. So, this is where I am going to light my candle. Now, I lit my green candle, yellow often represents an emotion like hope, right? But I have chosen green for this Advent time. Why? Because green is the color of life, of new growth, of restoration, and that sounds like hope to me. For those of us who live in places like Wisconsin, where all four seasons are seen very clearly, it is an understatement to say we are looking forward to seeing green life appear after a long winter. And guess what? No matter how bad our cabin fever gets, it always happens. Spring always follows winter. New buds come out and everything starts turning green with new life. Life always follows death. Now, we would think it's the opposite statement, right? Death always follows life. But for us, life always follows death including our own death that we experienced on the inside of us when our child left this earth. It is important to realize that God's specialty is bringing life from death. I've noticed how often something I've read many times before in the Bible now has a totally new meaning since Becca died, and I talked about that a few episodes ago. And I want to end this portion today of the podcast. I know this is short, but I want to close this part out by sharing one of those scriptures with you. And it's Job chapter 14, verse 7, which says, There is hope for a tree that has been cut down. It can come back to life and sprout. Let me pray for that hope to be grown in you this Christmas season. Father, I thank you that you tell us it's okay to grieve. And I thank you that you give us hope within that grief. I thank you that that seed of hope is already inside us. Lord, show us things that we can do 
to nurture and grow that seed of hope so that it becomes that faith that we need to walk in once again. Faith in your goodness, faith in your faithfulness, faith in seeing our child again, faith in having a life of meaning and purpose again. Lord, that all starts with hope, and we need that hope. And I thank you that when Jesus came as a baby, that hope came to us way back before any of this ever happened. You already had that hope here on earth through Jesus. Lord, help us to grab hold of that hope and to not let go through this Christmas season, reminding us and thanking you for the hope we have of seeing our children again because of Jesus coming and that we can celebrate that. We can celebrate that Jesus came and we have hope that this is not a permanent separation. We thank you so much for that, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Today, I just want to remind you that I have written several books. Obviously, you know about the one I'm reading from right now. And I also referenced When Tragedy Strikes, Rebuilding Your Life with Hope and Healing After the Death of Your Child. There's also a book that came out just this past year called Reflections of Hope, and it's daily readings for bereaved parents. This is a big book. They're short readings with a reflection and a scripture, but putting it all together, and I, there's a big index of all the scriptures that are in there and just a lot of things in there. So it is a big hardback book, but that's available to you. There's also My Grief Journey. It's a coloring book and journal for grieving parents. Now, don't let the coloring book or the journal part put you off and think, oh, I'm not interested in that. Because what this book does is it takes you through 40, I don't can't remember, 40, 42 words of our grief journey. Anger, anxious, fear, heaven, time, family, hope. It goes through all these words that we deal with emotionally. And there's a page you can color it if you want to. There's a journaling prompt. If you've heard, you know, you need to journal, it helps, and it really does, but you don't know where to start then you could use the journaling prompt to get you started. The example I give is when I got my own coloring book, the first page I colored was the word fear. And the, the journaling prompt was one thing I fear now is, and I put losing another child. So that's something I have to fight. And so I could continue writing about that as my journaling prompt if I wanted to. Like I said, you don't have to. But then also along with the word is just like maybe three paragraphs about that word, and then there's a scripture that ties in with that word also. And so you can get that book, even if you're not interested in coloring or journaling, you can get it if you're in that grief fog stage where you just can't read, you comprehend, you can't comprehend reading much, but you just feel like you need something, then this book is really good for that. And we also have people that get this book to use for their support groups. So that's just another thought. And then another book that I have out there is My Grief Journey, coloring book and journal for kids. Now this lines up with the adult book. We had a lot of people saying, do you have something like this for kids? This is for kids of any loss. So, you know, if they're struggling with any deep loss, they can use this book. Once again, it's got words in it. It's got a journaling prompt where they can either write or color if, you know, they're not old enough to write. And a little something, it's simplified to read to them or they can read. You can talk about that word. And, you know, if you've lost a child and, and your other children or child is struggling, you can do these two books together. Work on the same word. Talk about it. 
So I just wanted to let you know that these are available as resources with the Christmas season. You might want to get yourself a gift this year and take a look at these books, or maybe you have one of these books, and it's like, oh, I could give this book to so-and-so. If you want to check them out, just go to gpshope.org slash books. They're all there on that page. You can click on the one you're interested in. It will tell you more about it and where you can get it. Let's go ahead with our birthday segment. Joseph Amaha was born on November 28th and is forever 29. Angie Matta was born on December 4th and is forever 36. Chelsea Klein Billet was born on December 8th and is forever 32. We celebrate the day these children came into the world and into the lives of their families. We know it will always be a special and important day. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced the week of his or her birthday, I would love to be able to do that for you. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Fill out that form. It's just the information we need to be able to announce your child's birthday and to email you to remind you to listen that week. And it will also, if you're not on it, it will put you on our weekly Word of Hope emails and you'll hear from me once a week, just a word of encouragement. So go ahead and fill that out, submit it, and we will announce your child's birthday the week of his or her birthday. I want to turn back and read the last paragraph from today's entry in this book, Hope for the Future. When I closed out earlier, a couple of minutes ago, I had read Job 14.7, which says, There is hope for a tree that has been cut down. It can come back to life and sprout. I felt like I had been cut down when Becca died with no life in me. But I eventually discovered that wasn't true for me, and it isn't true for you either. Not only is there life, but there is potential for growth to flourish once again. But there will always be the stump where life was cut off and where life began. Many of you, if you listen to me for very long, will hear me say that you can have a life of meaning and purpose again. You won't always feel like you have been cut off and there's no life in you whatsoever. You have the seed of hope in you and you can have a life of meaning and purpose again. And it is not in spite of your child's death, but is because of his or her life. And it's because of what Jesus did for you and me and our children. He came as a baby. He came to sacrifice himself to die on the cross, to make it possible for us to be together forever. And that is what we are celebrating this Christmas. We're celebrating the gift of Jesus. We're celebrating the gift of life. We're celebrating the fact that this is not permanent. And we have hope. He came to bring us hope. And that is worth celebrating. So remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.